0: Hi and welcome to ComChurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. Who believes God is going to do something this morning? Absolutely. That's who he is, right? That's who he is and we serve an awesome, amazing God. Now, I think probably most of you here in the room now will remember 1992. Who was around 1992? Who remembers 1992? Do you remember it fondly? Before your time. Okay, it doesn't (laughs) matter. Okay. Um, So before your time. 1992. So the year was 1992. Now, in 1992, (laughs) in 1992... uh, there was a few things, was well, a lot of things happened. But in 1992, John Major was elected uh, prime minister. Uh, well, It's just a point, it's just a fact. It's not a political state, it's just what happened. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, going, not going there. Uh, the Church of England approved the ordination of female priests. Freddie, there you go, thank you very much. Uh, Do you get heckling or cheering? That's good, Well, wow, there we are. Um, Freddie, who remembers the Freddie Mercury concert? Do you remember that? 1992. That was that was beamed out um, and televised to over a billion people. Now Julian got this right in our 9am service this morning, but who knows or remembers what Queen Elizabeth called that year? There we go. Look at that. And it's horrible. It's horrible year she called that. That was 1992. Um, and then, in 1992, a classic, classic. Movie came out. It was one of the big ones. It was one of the ones that, you know, should have won so many Oscars and awards. It was one of great heritage, one of great, it had a really good script. It had famous, amazing actors. The acting was superb. And it was Wayne's World. Who remembers Wayne's World? Hey! Oh! Hey! <laughs> Wayne's World. Now, I've just got to... Um, now, the reason I mention that movie, and, and it wasn't for any of the above reasons, because they're probably not true, uh, but the reason I, I mentioned Wayne's World is because there's a section in that movie that is relevant to what I'm talking about this morning. Very, very short clip. It's from uh, uh, just a very short section, so it probably been repeated a few times. Can we just show it, please? There we are, look, can you see those guys? Can you see them there, look? There they are, backstage backstage passes going past everybody. They have got themselves one of these bad boys. Oh yes, got themselves a pass. Now, with that scene there, they were going past, they had a backstage pass. Now, who's ever been to a concert? Who's been to a concert? Uh, quite a few of you. How many of you managed to get backstage? Couple of you. oh, nice. Hang out with some of the stars. Hang out with some of the bands, some of the singers. Have you ever been stopped going so far though? There's only you can go so far, maybe meet this, but you can't go any further. That's usually because if you go backstage, even if you have a backstage pass, you might not have one of these. Now this one is an AAA. It's not an Alcoholics Anonymous. One, there's three A's. It is access all areas. Now, without this, you can't go everywhere. Most, most concerts, most places have a backstage pass, you can go so far, but not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets to go everywhere. Even the stars or the performers don't get to go everywhere. Only people with this. And quite often, people with this are those who are serving, working, and need to go everywhere, or if you get chosen to get one. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to, who's been to Disney? Go to Disney. Who loves Disney? Who'd like to go? Because we're going to go. Who wants to go? Anyone want to go? No, no one. All right, it's just us then. Um, so Disney, when you see the Disney, you see everything. You see all the, st- all the characters. You see everything going on. But there's so much goes on behind the scenes. And not everyone or anyone can just wander there. You have to be um, involved. You have to have a special pass. One of these gets you access all areas. So our, my main scripture that I'm looking at today comes from Hebrews. So if you have a look at Hebrews, if you've got a Bible with you or uh, using the Bible app on your phone. So the book of Hebrews. And we are going to be looking at chapter 4, verse 13 and 16. And this will explain a little bit more why I'm wearing this thing around my neck. As you saw in the clip, as you're looking for that, as you saw that in the clip, they were holding their badge. They knew that they were able to go anywhere they wanted to, go backstage and just move around. So Hebrews 4, 13 to 16. And this is what it says. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize. Empathize with our weakness, but we have one who was tempted in every way yet did not sin. Let us then approach the throne of God with uh, God's grace and uh, with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Now, looking at the beginning of that chapter, it talks a lot about us going into God's rest, how we can gain and get into God's rest. And it talks about how some people may not get into God's rest and how those may be in a disobedience, not make it, but those who can. Not everyone will be given an Access All Areas badge. However, verse 1 does start with something that is rather hopeful. It says, Since the promise of entering his rest still stands, Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. There is a work done by Jesus on the cross that makes that promise still stand. There is a work that Jesus has done that there is a promise that still stands. We may still have time to enter into God's rest. There is still time because of what Jesus did. We don't have a high priest who's unable to empathise with us. We have a high priest, that is Jesus, who has made a way for us. And when we accept him in obedience to become our Lord, Master, and Saviour, we can receive that rest for eternity. In fact, it goes beyond that. We are given an Access All Areas badge. We get to wear one of these. We get to go to one of these. And let, let me explain. We looked at we just read it. Verse 16. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. So that way we, we may receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need. Some versions will say, come boldly to the throne of grace. And it mentions in that, that chunk of text, who may come boldly. It says those who, um, who know God through the high priests, come boldly to the throne of grace, and those who call out in their greatest need for the salvation of their souls, for looking for grace and mercy. There is a cry of the heart to call out to God. I think in all of us there is a cry. And that's kind of emphasising the word that's used. So the Greek word that was used means all those things, confidence, boldness, freedom, openness. We can openly come to the throne of grace. How amazing is that? With real confidence. But there's an emphasis on, especially in our speech, when we're calling out to God, he hears. There is a, there is a way that we can come boldly with confidence, knowing we can be heard. And that makes such a difference, doesn't it? Doesn't fall on deaf ears. So it's like, it's like Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World walking around doing this. You know, we have that. We can walk boldly. We have access to all areas when we are God's children. When we have that place, when we have this badge, the Holy Spirit that is the seal of our salvation, we have that boldness. We can come boldly with confidence. We know there is a confidence that we can have that we can come straight to the throne of grace. Whether it's for our 50th time When we've, you know, made a mistake and, oh, I've done that again, we can go with confidence. I need, God, I need your mercy right now. When we've done that thing again, Lord, I need your mercy. We can be confident that we are going to be heard. Or whether it's for our first time, Lord, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. I've tried it on my own and I know that without you, there is no rest in the end. And we can come confidently. We can share with those that we know that we are witnessing to, that we can, they can go confidently when they're looking for, because it talks about a mercy, grace, when they need that in their lives, when they need Jesus, and Jesus is there waiting for them to be their Lord and Savior. We can be confident that we are going to be heard, because that's what he wants. That's his will that none shall perish. We can go boldly to that throne of grace. So, talking about kings and queens uh, and monarchs, um, some monarchs let us down, didn't they? I certainly did. Sarah and I were, uh, uh, booked, or had booked a four-day holiday um, during half-term, and we were flying with monarch. Oh. Uh, we're not anymore. <laughs> um, but they let us down. Uh, thankfully, uh, um, Sarah, in her haste and speed, was on the internet like that and booked us another holiday. Um, but they let us down. But there is one monarch, one king who will never let us down. He was always by our side. He will never let us down. He will never give us up. He will never us, leave us stranded. He'll never leave us stranded. That's part of his nature. And we're all invited. All of us are invited. If you want one, you can have one. You're invited. But it comes through a redeeming love of Jesus. It comes through what he's already done. He's redeemed us. And that grace and that confidence and that love all comes from one person. And we can go with confidence like the, the abandonment of a child goes to a parent. They, they run, they don't care, they just go to you. We can have that. Now, something inspired us, uh, something inspired Sarah and I as we were talking about what I was going to speak about this morning, um, and it happened recently, and uh, it was brilliant. It's absolutely lovely. Now, some of you may have seen this on the news, some may not have. So I want to show you. There is, there's no sound to it, but it was a news report. It was on the news. So I'm going to just play it, and you'll see exactly what I mean. Can we watch the video, please? Anyone see this? Now, as you can see, you've got Prince William there. Prince Harry, sorry. Prince Harry's sitting there. He hasn't noticed yet. There's a little girl quite happily helping herself to a prince's popcorn at the Invictus Games. Without any worry... Now, whether he's holding the popcorn away from the guy sat next to him, so he doesn't nick any, without noticing, there's a little girl just helping herself. She's quite happy. Oh, just wait. Oh, I'll wait for his hand to get out of the way, because I I, want to get some. And she just keeps going. Look, the mother hasn't noticed. Harry hasn't noticed. He's still, look, and he's taking handfuls. How does he not notice a little hand just, like, popping in? But he doesn't notice. But he does notice in a moment. But look at that, she's just chomping away very happily. It's wonderful, isn't it? Now, oh, oh he's spotted, oh, he's noticed, he's noticed. <laughs> but then, still, oh yeah, well, there you go, you see? Look at that. She went, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh okay, oh, I bet better, better you have one. And then, look, she's not worried at all, that's the prince. And she's just, like, leaning on him, leaning on his leg there. Oh, I've had some of your popcorn now. I want some of your space. I'll have some of your space as well. And then, oh, he teases her a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Teasing her a little bit there. Oh! Oh! oh, But, no, there you go. Oh, very good, very good. And uh, he, yeah, so this is at the Invictus Games. It's good, isn't it? Oh, there's the next one. Oh, there's a funny, this is quite funny. Oh, he thinks he's made a friend. Yeah, clap at me. no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm happy to have your popcorn, but no, no, I'm not going to clap with you. (laughs) Now, she was, see, I don't think any of us would have the audacity, would we? We wouldn't be that audacious, would we? Just to go, we probably wouldn't be allowed to. We wouldn't be allowed to go up to the prince, let alone sit next to him in Nikki's popcorn. We wouldn't be able to do it. And then she's leaning on him, just like, oh, there you are, who are you, mate? And just like, but she has this boldness about it. And then when he notices and pulls it away, she's like, yeah, no, once more, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. But that audacity, that, that confidence of a child is amazing. And... Well, What I'm not trying to say is that, not, not that we should just go along and try and, not that we could take stuff from God, but go, oh, yeah, I have a way. But um, it's that childlikeness that's really important. And uh, we need to have a faith like a child. So, Matthew 18, 1 to 5, talks a lot about this. And verse 1 says, That at the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So he called a little child to him and placed them among them and said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one as such, in my name, welcomes me. The faith of a child. When we are given one of these, if you've been to a concert, a bit like Wayne and Garth in that first clip, the temptation is to to kind of hold it up, just brag a little, Oh, you don't have one of these? Oh, okay, you, you wait there, then I'll, I'll just keep going. You know, when you've got one of these, the temptation is just to just show it off a little bit. You know, walk along, walking past people. Oh, did you notice the, uh, oh, you didn't notice, I've got one of these, yeah. Yeah, oh, you don't have one? Oh, that's a shame. Oh. And you can, this kind of, you walk slightly differently maybe, you know. I, yeah, I'm important, you know. I have one of these. Oh. It's a little bit off-putting really, isn't it? Walking around, kind of giving it all this kind of stuff, and uh, we can think we are really, really important when we have one of these and show it off a little bit. And it was—I think—that was where the disciples were at that point. Now they they were with Jesus and they, they they're talking about this kingdom to come and Jesus had mentioned to him this kingdom to come and this kingdom. So who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Well, well, obviously Jesus will be, but I, I'm going to be next to him. No, 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 no. I've known him longer. No, no, I've known him longer. So I'm going to be the greatest. No, no, well, no, no. I, I was there first. He called me first, and uh, I, I think I think I should be the greatest. Well, I, I've 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 got closest to him. I've sat, you know, I've I've sat, we've, we've had a coffee together me and Jesus. So I, I must be the greatest. So they're bickering, they're arguing. No, General, Jesus is mine. No, 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 he's mine. I'm going to be the greatest. And so they're acting like children, but they're being childish. Their conversation at this point is very childish. And so I reckon at that point, Jesus goes, I've got a great object lesson for him." And so, as they're bickering, so, Jesus, come in, I'll sort this out. Don't worry, Jesus, you're my friend. Come here, come here, mate, come here. Now, who, who out of us lot, who out of us lot is going to be the greatest? And so, at that point, he brings a child out. He says, be like this. Be childlike, but not childish. Children in those days weren't seen as very important. In fact, they they almost like second class citizens in, in ways, you know, they, they seemed unimportant, but Jesus showed their importance. Jesus showed that to him these people are important. The fact that they they could have one of these, but he was encouraging us to seek like a childlike modesty, in addition to their faith, in addition to their position. As you said, those who are willing to take the lowly position. So it brings a new element to their argument. Actually, the way up is down. As the Bible says, you know, when you humble yourself before the Lord, He will raise you up. That's what it says in James. He's looking for these characteristics of a childlike faith. So be like this, he was saying. Be like this. No, not children are, are reasonably. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they're, they're, they're humble they're teachable they're not prone to pride or hypocrisy um, but that's what the disciples are being they, they were being as, as I mentioned it this morning there, there's, there's a, um, a problem with this generation growing up which has kind of been forced on them in some ways Is that this sense of entitlement, this sense of, of um, you know, they were given. But if you're a teacher in the room, you'll know that the children, in particular, have been given all these rights, but never taught how to use them. It's like here's responsibility, but I'm not going to show you how to use it. And so this sense of entitlement, you can't talk to me like that. Who do you think you are? This kind of brash, harshness about them, where. If anybody knows, the Bible teaches about discipline because discipline leads us to a place where we are in a place where we are humble before God and say, "Actually, yes." Because the Lord disciplines those He loves, right? And where, but when you're unteachable, when you think that you can't tell me what to do, as as this this generation been so this entitlement. Oi, here are you? I can do what I like. So you, t- <laughs> oh dear. I'm just going, I'm going, I'm going to go there. Who's seen these kids on their bikes down the middle of the road? And then they look at you like, what? So what, you got a car, what? I'm like, you, I don't want to kill you. I don't want you on my bonnet at the car. And they like coming straight at you. And it's nuts. It's crazy. But it's that bit afterwards, yeah? That, that, that arrogance almost. Is that what God doesn't want for his children? But there's, so it's, it's a confidence without the arrogance. He wants us to be bold, and he wants us to be confident that we can go to him at any point. And it doesn't, and it's not just humility, though. It's faith, faith in the Son of God. We need to have a real faith in who he is and what he's done for us. So a humble, unpretentious faith. Can be called a childlike faith. And the outcome of that, he encourages the disciples do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. Do not get in their way. Such as these, because he says, be like such as these, because such as these have one of this. They have access or areas. When we come with confidence to the throne of grace, we can go boldly without arrogance and humility. This is what this means. And this is what we are given. And emulating the faith of a child, we simply take God at his word. When God speaks, we listen. When God speaks, we should hear. And Paul wrote that when he was a child, he he spoke like a child. He just acted like a child. And he thought like a child. But when he became a man, he put away childish things. When he grew up, he put away the behavior of a child. So it's the behavior of a child God is calling us away from, but the attributes of that childlike faith, that confidence. You know, I, I shared this story again this morning when, uh, when I was fortunate enough to be uh, in the worship team, and I was doing backing vocals when our kids were very little, and... Uh, I used to so so you stand you stand doing, doing the singing and someone's someone's leading and you're singing away and you get and all of a sudden you feel these arms around your leg. I can't we couldn't remember what child it was. We can't remember was it was Emily, and so very little she come she come, but you don't kick them off. Like, get off. She was there, but she had this dad, and she came up and held me, even though you know I was I was there doing something. I was that that didn't matter and you acknowledge them and God's the same he doesn't just bat us off you know he's not too busy to bat us off he's he's there and he will always listen that child like she didn't come up and go oi excuse me do you know who i am she she just came up with a gentleness and came up and just held my leg and it's great and God welcomes us like that you know he welcomes us he wants us he draws us he calls us to himself But when he's calling us to be childlike and not childish, he's not removing who we are as his children. And that's also kind of what Paul was saying. When I became a man, I put away childish things, acting childishly. But the childlikeness of son to father or child to parent is what he's really after the goal of knowing him as a child. Because the Bible talks a lot about how he has adopted us as children. And when, when we go through Jesus go through Jesus who is the Son of God, as that text said, He's the Son of God, we become like His Son, we become His children. And we can come with that confidence. We can go up to him and hold his leg. We can come up to him just, just like that child did in that video, you know, you can just kind of lean against it. And he's not gonna push us away, he's there. As as he's there for us, he's there to listen, he's ready to hear what we've got to say. We get full access to the Father. We get full access to the throne of grace. We get full access to the throne of mercy. We get full access as children. And that is something not to give up. If you, if you went to see your, your, um, your favorite band or you went to see, um, I don't know, maybe a, 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 your favorite star or whatever, and was given one of these, would you want to give it away? No, of course you wouldn't. You'd want to go. If you've been waiting for so long to meet your, your, your favorite, favorite star or whatever, and then someone says, oh, take this, you can go. There's somewhere you wanted to go and someone gave you a free ticket. Would you want to give it away? Of course you wouldn't. So we can't, we can't, when we've got this, give it away. As verse 1 says, Let us be careful that none of us be found to have fallen short of that promise. So we come, um, some versions say, without fear, but not, not wrath or, or vengeance, but coming without arrogance. we having a, a reverence for God. Because we know arrogance breeds, um, it says in Proverbs, that pride brings destruction. Arrogance breeds pride, and we don't want to have that. And we want a real good faith in the Son of God, that when he gives us this, that we cling to it. The Bible encourages us to cling to what is good, hate what is evil. If he's given you a pass, that is priceless. No amount of money can buy your salvation. No amount of good works can get you into heaven. It is only through the Son of God. It is only through Jesus, and he is the only way. So we get that full access as children. And I want to share with you um, some lines of a song. When we did, uh, when we did Creative on Wednesday, um, I, I said about my, my topic, and I just made a couple of notes, and then Sarah went, oh, this song, and I went, oh, I thought that too. Oh, my Sarah thought that one. Oh. And then <laughs> my Sarah went, oh, there's a, another song. And then Josh went, oh, that Wren Collective one. And I went, oh, i got that here. It's good when things come together, isn't it? And so I want to share some of the words with you of this song. I'm not going to sing them. Oh, what? you? <laughs> no, really, no. No, you don't want to hear me sing. But the words are fantastic. So as I share these words with you, let them just resonate with you. If there's something there that God is speaking to you, encouraging you about, really take hold of it, because I thought they were fantastic. It says, By grace alone, somehow I stand where even angels fear to tread. Invited by redeeming love before the throne of God above, He pulls me close with nail scarred hands into His everlasting arms. What a wonderful promise! How poetic is that? It's beautiful. When condemnation grips my heart and Satan tempts me to despair, I hear the voice that scatters fear. The great I am, the Lord is here. When we are tempted by anything, remember that voice, that still small voice. Wait, listen for it. As Sarah shared with us this morning, devil not today. Let that voice of hope speak to you when fear comes, when the devil tempts us, not today. And let that be in every day. Yeah? Let that be in every day, not today. Some days, are, we jump out of bed and it's a day like, right, I am victorious, I'm going to get through this and it's going to be great. And we get through the day like it. Some days, we barely get our head off the pillow. And in those days, God is there in the both of them to strengthen, to encourage. And in those moments, we can say, we can use that, we can scatter fear by knowing that we can come boldly to God, our Father. We can come with strength and confidence to know that he is right there. Like any child on a, on a bike, maybe, and that some days you know you can go because he's right there with you. And sometimes they can let go and they are going, and you can watch them go and they realize they're doing it but he's still there, still there. You might run alongside them, but he's still there. As they cycle off, doing it on their own, they might wobble. You hold it still for them. You steady them. God is there. That's what he wants for us. He's given us that confidence and boldness to do that. The great I am, the Lord is there. Oh, praise the one Who fights for me and shields my soul eternally. We have a praise that we give out, right? We have a praise to the one who holds us, who strengthens us, who's opened a way to the throne of grace. He has opened a way, so we give him praise because he's worthy of it. He has done so much for us that we can give him praise with real confidence. And then it says, Boldly, I approach your throne. Blameless now, I'm running home. He has given us one of these. We can run to Him. We have full access. It is like running home. We know when, as a child, if you fall over as a kid, you know you just want—I oh, just want my mum or whoever—and you run home, grazed knee, but you manage to do it, don't you? You hold the tears back, <laughs> and when you get home, <laughs> we do, don't we? We do, but because we know we're safe. We're home, we're safe. And with God, it's the same. When you have one of these, we can run home and we can be safe. And other days, we just love going out, and then when we get home, we're like, oh. my son loves nothing more than just being at home with the four of us. He's got his friends at school, and um, he, he likes to play. But when one of us isn't there, it's just, for him, it's just not right. It doesn't doesn't feel right. And he feels safe at home. That's his favourite place, at home with the four of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just how some people are. Some like the great outdoors, and they'll be out for weeks on end, just sleeping under trees and stuff. Camping's not for me. <laughs> well, I did a week of it. I did a week with it with a foot in a cast. Oh, dear, that wasn't good. But some people love that. And others just like, but it's where... Wherever you are, God is with you. And we should be able to feel safe because God is with us. And we can always be there. When, when Jesus is there, when the Holy Spirit is with us, we have one of these around our necks. Access to God all the time. We can just sit and be. And then it says, By your blood I come, welcomed as your own, into the arms of majesty. Welcomed as your own. Almost it almost goes beyond this because somebody else might give you this. But it's like like going to a concert and then the, the star saying, actually, I want, I want you to come. You're invited personally. It's not some uh, manager giving it to you. This is this is the man himself saying, I want you to come. I want you to come home. I want you to be safe. Come home. That's what Jesus does. So I'm hoping you've been encouraged and blessed this morning that we do have full access to the throne of God. But with this comes a responsibility that Jesus says we want you to have. He wants us to have a childlike but not childish faith that is humble and gracious towards the one who's given us this. But that doesn't mean we cower. It means we come confidently like a child does to a parent. And in verse 6, it said, Since it still remains for some to enter that rest... And since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go because of disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. And he writes, as it was already written, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. God has set a day Some may not have yet come and entered that rest, that place where you've been given one of these. And it may be, as it says here, you've had the good news proclaimed. It says you've had the good news proclaimed to them, but didn't come because of your disobedience. When you're called, when God calls you, when Jesus calls you, he wants to give you one of these. He wants to give you full access to the throne of God. So, today, what is it you need? What do you need from the throne of grace? What is it you need God to do for you that He's saying, Look, my child, I'm here for you? Whatever it is, this morning, let Him speak to you. Do not harden your hearts. Is it grace you need from God? Is it mercy? Is it love? It's all there. Is it healing you need? Is it hope you need? It's all there. We can come boldly with confidence knowing that God is for us when we come with a humble heart crying out to him. What is it you need from God today And if it's salvation, because we all need it. We all need salvation. Because even those who, are, who have one of these, we are going from glory to glory, right? We are being changed every day. We're being transformed every day, being recreated every day. We are becoming new people every day, closer and closer to who God wants us to be. But we've got one. We don't get one of these and become perfect. We get one of these from the one who is perfect and who allows us to have that grace and mercy. So I want to challenge us all this morning. What do you need from God? What is he calling you to? Do you need one of these? Do you have one of these? And maybe not even realize it. Because sometimes we can go through life actually going, yes, I'm saved, but, you know, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't pray. I can't go to God. And he says, yes, you can. He says, you're my child. You can come, of course. So I'm going to pray. And I think if we can have, I think the musicians are already on the way up. We'll have the band play. And then if there's something that you want some of us to stand with you, some of the leaders here to stand with you and pray for it. Because there's many people in our lives, isn't there? Just mindful of some of those who, who, we, that, who we know personally. There's so many that just need something from God today, who, who are going through things that just need, they need to know. You know, i, I, I mindful of people like uh, Steve Bowman or... Um, our friend Nick Blackman, uh, Pam, Andrea, there's so many people you can name. If you're here today and you just say, I need something from God this morning, come. We want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. So as we worship, you can stand and receive from God where you are. But if you just need someone to come alongside you, we're here for you. So what is it you need from God today? What is it he's saying, come, come. Come, my child, come boldly. Receive what is waiting for you. So, Lord, I thank you that we are who we are because of your grace and mercy. We thank you that you have made us your child and that we can, with confidence, call out to you and come to your throne of grace. That you, as a heavenly Father, give us so much more than anybody else could give, even though that we would not try and deliberately harm our children by giving them something that's bad for them. You give us so much more. And so we're honored and we are grateful to you. And so, Lord, as we stand, as we come forward for prayer, Lord, we just want to receive from you. But we want to do it with a humble heart, as a child, as someone who knows that, God, you, even though you are enormous, so big, so far beyond what our minds can imagine, are interested into the most intricate, smallest part of our lives. So, right now lord i just say move among us touch us change us transform us draw us closer to you i pray as we worship as we sing as we pray in jesus name thanks for listening to com church talks we'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our sunday services or midweek cons for more information or to contact us please visit comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook God bless